Love can always conquer whatever discord brings, and love can also cover a multitude of things. Don't you underestimate what love can ever do, for love is God eternal, and his love can renew. What is cold and lifeless now lost all hope and died, for love can breathe new meaning and give it back new life. For love is always worth it. No matter how much the price, for love will be much stronger when we trust in Jesus Christ. So let God have full reign. Let him live within your heart. Then you will know true love, for this he will impart. And for those who may still question, where in the world is love? Start by seeking Jesus as his sacrifice declares, this is love. Right, everyone, if you'd like to take your your seats. Now, what I wanted to do this morning is not to get the children to come here and to perform. You know what my usual thing that I say. But I want to give you a little just glimpse for a few minutes into Powerhouse. Anybody want to just come and help? They're just going to show you we have... You know, this is for our mission of bringing the kingdom of God to earth, things to help us and remind us. So if you stay out here, there's a little challenge that I'd like you to try as well. But can somebody lift up one of the things off off there and just hold it high? Okay. That's it. So we've got a crown, we've got a heart, and we've got a Valentine's card. Do you want to get the Valentine's card out? So these are some of the things that we've looked at. We've got this amazing... King, who's the king in the kingdom that we've been talking about? It's God, our father, Jesus. He's the king of this amazing kingdom. Why have we got um, a heart cushion in here? Anybody want to explain why? Because God loves us. Because God loves us. So this great father loves his children. And we've got a Valentine's card in here. Can anybody think why we might have a Valentine's card in the rucksack to help us to remember that? Anybody? Why have we got a Valentine's card? Was it a daft thing to put in, do you think? Love. To share his love. To share his love, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. You're amazing, children. Now, what I would like to do this morning is say... And I want you to agree with me, if, if, if you do agree with me, that don't you want our children to grow up within a community of people that love them and want to see them grow and prosper? And don't you want them to grow up creating that environment too, where people can grow and prosper? So that's what we're all about, really. Now, I don't know if we've got any children that like drawing here. Now, I'm going to give you two about 30 seconds to draw the queen, and then we're going to pass it on to somebody else, and they can have 30 seconds, even less than 30 seconds. Go for it, right, ready, steady, go. Right then, the reason why I've done that, I really felt that the Holy Spirit wanted to teach our children something here. Imagine we'd all been working hard on drawing, and we'd been encouraging each other, and it's very easy to encourage somebody if they're a bit worse than us, isn't it? If they're a bit weaker than us. But what if, let me say, 
Phil, stand up, Phil. What if Phil suddenly took the board? Can you show them this one that you drew earlier, Phil? It's harder, because we're human sometimes, to encourage children, people who perhaps start out with the abilities that we have, and then they've got that gift, and they start to exercise it. And this is what can happen. Watch. We can very soon, with our words, discourage and get rid of that gift and not let it grow. Children, God gave me a story this morning that, to be honest, I had completely forgotten was in the Bible. There were loads of people called the Israelites in Egypt, and Pharaoh had completely forgotten about Joseph, and all these babies were being born to the slaves, the Israelites. So Pharaoh thought, hmm, my position, there's too many of them. They could join up with our enemies and come and wipe us out. We need to stop those baby boys being born. And do you know what that evil... Can we have a boo, please? It's not a pantomime, but you know, boo. He said to the midwives, when you see a baby boy being born to the Israeli women, Israelites, kill the baby boys. But these women defied that and said, no, we fear the Lord Almighty more than Pharaoh. And they saved the babies. Can you imagine a couple of months down the line or a few years, and they told Pharaoh, oh, no, the women gave birth before we got there. There's nothing we could do. But can you imagine them going around and seeing these baby boys growing up and thinking, save that one, save that one. Maybe some of these men, these children grew to be men like Moses who had a destiny and a call from God to fulfill. And I want you children to be people like those midwives who do not allow the enemy to crush and destroy. I want every one of you to follow that voice inside from the Holy Spirit. And when you see someone With that bit of something that you know is amazing, I want you to encourage them. Do you get that? So if you see one of us who begins to play the guitar or something like that, and you'd really like to do it, but they get really good, I want you to be the children that say, go for it. Play better than ever I will. Go for it. And this is, whenever we talk in Powerhouse, um, Julia, Helen myself and the others that minister in there, it impacts us greatly. And the challenges for a church, look, just be aware of who's sitting around you right now. And maybe there's somebody sitting near you that you know perhaps has a similar gifting to you. This is the sort of church where here is love, where you can say from your heart, go further than I will ever do. Let me help you go further than I ever will. Go for it. And this is, that's a demonstration of the ludicrousness, in a sense, of God's love. Because the world makes us want to shut that down, to close people down. But the love of Jesus sets people free. And we see Jesus, don't we, going through wherever he was, calling a right 
difficult crew of disciples. We wouldn't have picked them, but he did. He saw their potential. And time and time again, we see that. Let's us be those people who spot the treasure that we know is sitting all around here. And instead of screwing it up, promoting and pushing people further than we are, let us be a platform for others. Now, the children... You might think, well, what have they done for this? Well, this morning while you were arriving, they were already involved in a little job. I asked them, because they're very good at this, to have a look around. Thank you. And ask God, is there anyone here this morning that really needs to know today that he loves them? And maybe he's got something to say for them. So you might not have been aware, but that's what they were doing, is looking and one by one... They came and they started to say, that person, it's that person, that person, I don't know their name. And I've written them down. And what I'd like to do, this is us at a church at our best. I'm going to call some names out. And hello. (laughs) And um, I would really like you to stand. If you don't want to, nobody's going to think bad of you. But I'd like you to stand because it's your morning this morning, I feel, that God wants to just bless you and encourage you. So here we go. There's a couple right at the back. Justin, could you just touch the shoulder of the the couple right near you? There's a couple there. And I'm ashamed to say I couldn't remember your name. I've asked it before. Your names are? Kevin and Donna. Would you like to stand, Kevin and Donna? You won't be on your own. There's going to be others standing with you. Somebody came to me and said, it's Tim Breer. It's Tim Breer today. So Tim Breer, could you stand up, please? Another person came and said, it's El- they actually didn't know her name. Elise, it's your morning this morning. Um, somebody else said, it's Sally's morning this morning. So Sally, stand up. And David... It's David here and David. Um, Mark and Michelle, they didn't know your names, but they they knew it was your morning this morning. And um, Emily, somebody said your name. And somebody said, it's Pizzle's morning, it's Pizzle, which to everybody else is Jordan. (laughs) So these these are none of my names. This is purely from the children. Someone said um, Amos. They didn't know your name, but they said Amos and Eden. Okay. They said it was your morning this morning. Just looking that I've got everybody. And they also said it was um, Reuben. And if, Reuben, if you want to stand with Daddy, you can, or you can sit where you are, but it's your morning this morning. And actually, one of the children said it was Eva's morning this morning as well. Okay. So those people that are standing, I want us as a church now to look around. And I don't know if we've got any music we could just put on or the band could play, I don't know, something. And I just want you to reach out to the people that are near you. I don't just want you to say, oh, you know, God wants to bless you. Let the words of Jesus, just what would Jesus say to them if he was here right now? And before we know it, we're actually exercising the gift of prophecy. What would Jesus be saying to them? Okay, let's be a church that speaks out the word of God. Don't be shy. Just go for it. I want these people to go away. And this is going to be with them all week carrying words. Okay, 
So off we go, church. Find someone. And if you run out of them, you've prayed for them, pray for someone near you. That what God has put in that person next to you is going to come out. And you're going to play a part in encouraging them. It's just wonderful to see. Adrian's been talking about the vine and flourishing. This is part of it, isn't it? Rejoicing in everyone around us flourishing. Shall we just pray together? If you're still praying with someone, go for it. You keep going. Children, you have been amazing. I think you were spot on. Do you know these children in times of soaking last week started to draw what they saw the week before last, sorry. And I can't tell you how those things stayed with me for the whole week, things that were drawn. It was just amazing. And they don't really know it. This is what I, I love. I want you to know it, but they're so unassuming and they just, they just get on with it. We want to be like you, children, really. That's what we want. But Father God, I thank you what you're doing here right now. And I pray for anybody that is still sitting on the edges of this. Father, point them out to us. We pray that our times of coming in this house will be times to really be on your assignment all the time, like you were looking and seeing those that need encouragement, those that need that thing that they've got that needs coming out. Let us be your eyes to spot. Let us have your mouth to draw it out. Help us to give a platform, provide the space for everyone, not one being left out, everybody having the space to grow. And Father, do you know, um, I can see this tree and it's growing huge and there's new shoots. And this is coming because of an atmosphere where we release and encourage. Let that be the name that's written over here and out there. Come here. Find out who you are in God and let us help you be that person. Let us release you. May we never be like Pharaoh, snuffing out the promise. May we release and bring life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's encourage our powerhouse children. Oh, such a blessing and gift. So we're, we, it's approaching a year that uh, John and Leanne got married. Yeah, big round of applause there. Yeah. In that first year of discovering each other's bad habits and toilet lid, lid being left up and lid off the toothpaste and things. But uh, they're going to come and share... Uh, this morning. So uh, let's just pray and let's encourage them as they come. Father, I just thank you for Leanne and Jordan and that they're a gift to this house. Lord, I thank you for the way that they serve you and love you. And Lord, as they open their hearts, uh, may we have open hearts this morning. Lord, as they share what they've prepared, may we just enter into what they've prepared. And thank you for what you have prepared to in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, let's encourage Jordan and Leanne. Thanks, Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hello. Hello. Are you all right? So Andy said to me, we'd like you to speak. It's a family service. And as it's Valentine's Day, would you like 
to ask the woman in your life to help you out. So I went to her and said, Mum, will you... (laughs) She said no, so I asked Leanne, who fortunately said yes. I made that up. Um, So we're going to talk about what love is. So we thought we'd ask for a bit of help from some experts. So we have got a video of uh, a couple of our experts telling us what love is and what they love. I don't know what to do. Something that you always do and they always care for you. Then it's about God loving, God loving everybody. Cuddle. <laughs> what do you love? Chocolate. Sweeties. <laughs> what else, Lacey, can you do to show By love? giving them hugs. Hugs? Because you give love to everyone. Why do people get married? Uh, so we can be all friends. So they can be friends? And do you think you'll get married one day? Yeah, when we're older. When you're older? When we're this big. Well, we're running into the sky. <laughs> Give them a round of applause. <clears throat> Excellent. So, as Andrew said, we'd have been married for a year next Saturday. And, uh, and I said to Leanne the other day, I said, oh, hasn't it gone quick? And she looked at me with her loving eyes. She went, no. I said, do you not, do you not think it feels like it's just flown by? No, it feels like ages. So, bless her. <laughs> so, I'm just about to exit my, you know, my year's warranty period. So, <laughs> might be giving her back. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really. So, obviously, we've been married for, for a year. And we've learned a lot about each other. And we've learned a lot about love. And I believe that the more you learn about love, the more you learn about God. And the more that you learn about God, the, the more you learn about love. Because God is Love. It says in 1 John 4 verse 8, whoever does not know love does not know God because God is love. So, like I said, I feel like we've sort of learned a lot and said, said a lot of things and um, we've sort of, you know, discovered a lot about what it is to, to love and live with somebody. So, there's a very famous Bible passage and a very famous reading that um, is often said at weddings, which is 1 Corinthians 13.4. We read at our wedding. Um, and it's probably, like I said, the most famous passage. And it says this. I've kind of paraphrased a little bit. It says, love is patient, kind. It's not jealous. It doesn't boast. It isn't proud. Love isn't rude or selfish. And it doesn't get upset with others. Love doesn't count up wrongs. And it's not happy with evil, but it is happy with the truth. Love patiently, love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts, hopes, and always remains strong. Love never ends. Which is, you know, a lovely passage. So, um, 
as I said, I was thinking recently about how God is love, and I was thinking about this passage, and I started to recite this, this verse in my head, and I put, well, I was thinking, if love is, God is. So I read it through as God is patient, God is kind, and he is not jealous. He doesn't boast, and he isn't proud. God isn't rude, he isn't selfish, and he doesn't get upset with others. God doesn't count off our wrongs, and he's not happy with evil, but God is happy with the truth. God patiently accepts all things. He always trusts, he always hopes, and he always remains strong. God never ends. And I thought that was, that was lovely. So there are a few things that I've picked out from this verse that we've learned during our first year of marriage. And I think there's an obvious starting point of patience. More from Leanne's side of things. But my mum will tell you this, and anyone that I've lived with, my uni friends and all that kind of stuff, and Leanne will definitely tell you this, that I'm really bad, well, I'm actually really good at it, at taking lids off things and leaving the lid off of those things. She's booing me. Put me on a par with Pharaoh. So I'll like sort of get deodorant out and I'll take the lid off, have a cheeky spray, put the deodorant back, leave the lid on the side. And Leanne is like, she's fuming, like she's proper angry at me, right? And I'll sort of, I'll go to the, the toothpaste cup that I'm sure we've all got, take the toothpaste out, put it on the side, just leave it there. And Leanne, bless her, she's got her faults, but <laughs> she's, got a lot of, she's got a lot of patience, let me tell you. And I was thinking, how much patience must God have with us? Like if the lids annoy Leanne, she hasn't written a whole book for me about how to put lids away. And God has given us this, this book of how to live our lives in the right way. And we still mess it up every single day. He must be so, so patient that day after day we, we mess up and yet he still loves us. And the second one, so we've got patience. The second one is that God doesn't count up our wrongs, which I, for one, am very, very grateful for. You know, he doesn't hold our mistakes against us, but rather he wants to take them from us. And one thing I've learned this past couple of you know, months is that when you're annoying each other, you can sort of say, when Leanne's going, you leave the lids out all the time. I could easily say, last Tuesday, you burnt the dinner and I went hungry for a day. And, and No, because she doesn't cook. So um, we... <laughs> You know, we can always, we can, count up, we can count up the wrongs that we do and we can, we can use them against each other. And who has more right to do that than God? And he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, God and love doesn't count up our wrongs. And finally, and it's the last line, God never ends. He always remains strong. And relationships, all relationships, whether it's uh, with your, your parents, whether it's your friends, your teachers, even, even your dog, it has up and downs that how you feel towards that person. But God is constant. He always remains. He's always there for us. And his, his love never fails. So I'm going to pass over to my wonderful wife, the most patient person in the world, Leanne. You can see why it has been a bit of a long year for me. But a brilliant one. So, um, 
obviously talking about love and thinking about Valentine's Day, it's all about relationships. And in um, Infuse with our youth and young adults, um, I've kind of taken the theme with my young adults about commitment and twisting it a little bit and thinking about our commitment to all areas of our life, including God. And on Thursday, uh, we were really blessed because we had um, a hot potato night. We had uh, Andrew made some lovely potatoes and chili for us in the day. And we had some great people from church. And we're really blessed in this church. It was awesome to see this morning people praying over each other. And, and, and on Thursday, we had people telling us things of their stories and um, just sharing their wisdom with us. And it was great. But one of the questions that was asked um, was about priorities and who do we prioritize do we prioritize God or our partner or is it God or family and I just want to illustrate something this morning to kind of answer that question and to think about those areas so dad can I borrow you please come and stand with me and um so I've got some props you can tell I'm a teacher and um so We're going to think about the areas of your life, okay? And John's going to help us with that. So can we start off with the binoculars? Now, for most people, this wouldn't be a priority in your life, but this is part of your chill-down time. So if you know my dad, he likes to uh, birdwatch. It's cool like that. And so (laughs) that's the first thing, chilling out time. Um, Another area of our life is communication with people and um, keeping in contact with friends and family. So we've got a nice phone there, going back to the 90s. And um, then spending time with family. So the popcorn can represent that. I know we like a film night, don't we? So there's one for Katie, one for Hannah, one for me. And um, obviously you work a lot, so and a lot of that time will be spent maybe speaking and writing. Now, <laughs> oh, I should have given him that first. It's really huge. Um, another part, you know, with work, you want to kind of have some downtime. Might want to travel. So, be really careful with that. That's brand new. Uh, don't drop anything. Another thing, um, if you know my dad, he likes a bit of Xbox. You can break that. Um, Again, sport is important. It's something that we all strive to do, a bit of sport, tennis and swimming. You like swimming? Uh, (laughs) And last one, we'll throw that on. That can be uh, church picnics, spending time with family, friends, things like that. So you can see, yeah, you are. (laughs) As he said, he's juggling a lot. We have a lot going on in life, and it's hard to prioritize things sometimes. But if we went along in life like this, as I'm sure if I made you walk around and actually do things, what do you think would happen? Drop it. I think you'd probably drop it. So I've brought something to help you with that. Now, this is the biggest thing I could find that I own. So this, this represents God and when um, our young people and young adults were asking us, you know, what do you prioritize? It's not that you prioritize, actually. You don't choose the traveling over God or the communicating with your family and friends over God or your work or your sport time over God. It's that you put them in God 
We've got to put those things into God and God helps us then. He comes alongside us and carries all of those areas of our life. There you go. Look, you can carry it now. God is our carrier and he, he carries those things for us. And if we put God at the center of our lives, thank you. We'll give you a little round of applause for that. Well done. If we put God at the center of our marriages, our friendships, our work, even our downtime, our sport and, well, that's not my downtime at all, watching films, <laughs> that, that, is, that is a lot easier I'm not saying life is easy, but it's a lot easier than trying to juggle all of those things. And um, it's how do we do that then? How do we have that relationship with God? How do we put him at the center of everything? And just like any relationship, like Jordan was saying before, we have to work at it. It doesn't just, it's not just perfect. You've got to work at it. So um, now one thing that the, the girls, I think it was Grace mentioned before, was a love card. And could we just have that? slide I found some love cards um they weren't to me and I did want to share some that my sister sent me when I was really little um but I found some online instead so this one says I love you very much I like you just as much as cake I love you more than anything in the world that's nice isn't it I'm angry at you and I'm not talking to you today and tomorrow p.s all day p.s.s I still love you that could have been one I left out for Jordan. It's not. <laughs> Can't quite see this one. Happy Valentine. I hope you have a great day, and I like you too. And by like you, I do mean love. If you do, me too, but we can't be boyfriend and girlfriend. My mom won't let me, but we can like and be friends and play together. P.S. Not my best writing. <laughs> I like this one. The choices. This is a classic note I find sometimes in class. Do you like me? Yes or no? The reply was, I don't know. I don't know myself yet. Plus, I'm under a lot of stress at home, so I can't tell. P.S. You don't know yourself until you're 18. (laughs) True. True story. And this is one I found for my mum and dad. Dear mummy and daddy, I love you, mummy. Hope you feel well soon. Lots of love from Leanne. On the other side was this. My dad with the microphone, so... And his moustache. Things have come a long way from the curly hair and the moustache. but So, you know, we write sometimes notes or texts to express love. And um, God does that too. And that's, that's the Bible. And John touched on that, that the Bible is there for us as a guide. It's there for us to use. And that's, that's God having a relationship with us. He, he does talk to us, but that is a way that he talks to us. And um, so my three things classic three things of how we can uh, get this balance would be one to uh, to listen to God to listen to his word um, and I'm sure you you'll heard of the the story about Mary and Martha and Jesus came to visit them and Martha was really busy she was sorting things out and Mary just kind of sat and she listened and I think that visual of just sitting and listening we've been talking about that remaining in God means just to to rest, to remain in him, just rest and listen for him. And that's my first point. So to listen and wait for God. The second one is to spend time with him. And with that, we need to make the time. We need to put those things in him and make the time for God. And the last one would be, so yeah, we listen, but also to talk. And um, 
someone once told me that uh, communication is key for a relationship. And um, when we talk, God does listen to us. And that is through prayer, that's through worship, and we come together and do that. It's really important. And I just want to end on um, a Bible verse. Now, lots, a really famous verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, the plans for you. But the next verse is really good as well, and it's often missed. And it says, then you will call on me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And there, that's God saying that when you pray, I do listen. And so it's really important, and, we, and it was said last week, that we need to talk out loud, we need to pray. And I think that's really key, that we need to, they're simple things, making time, praying, and listening. They're really simple, but they're really effective at getting this, this balance and this, um, there's not that priority of God or something else. It's, we can do all of it, but we've got to put it in God. So, thank you. God, I just want to uh, thank you for being in this place today. And I just want to thank you for uh, this church and everybody that you've put in it and um, the skills and the, the, just the family feel of this church, God. We just thank you for that. And I just pray that, um, that we can see you as, as love, God, that we can put you in that verse, that you are patient, that you are kind, God, that we can apply that to our lives and that in return that we will place you at the center of our, of our lives. God, I just pray for time to listen to you. I pray that um, we will be able to make time in our lives, prioritize you alongside everything else, God. And I just pray that we will talk to you. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Leanne. Reminding us of love and the power of love. And, and this morning we're uh, going to end our time together re- responding to that greatest demonstration and act of love that there ever was. And let me remind you of that in 1 John chapter 4. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Jesus said to remember him. And that last supper Jesus shared, he said to his disciples, and the challenge goes out to us to remember him, remember what he's done, remember him that he, in that act of love for us, he died upon the cross. But he rose again, he's victorious And he also said to remember that he is a coming king as well. This morning, uh, I want us to just challenge our own hearts where where love is in our own lives and whether we demonstrate that love that has been demonstrated to us. And Paul said to examine yourselves, examine yourselves before you come to the table. So I want to encourage you to do that, to examine where we are, where the love that we've discovered in him and the love, whether we've been sharing that love with with others. Parents, uh, you're responsible in, the, in our time of communion for your own children. Okay, so uh, just parents and carers to be aware of that. There's also been told that there's gluten-free, if anyone's gluten-free. But this morning, as we, uh, as we respond to that greatest act of love there ever was, that we come and take communion, just come with grateful and thankful hearts as the guys lead us in worship together. So I know that time's short, but let's not rush away from this time, an opportunity of just saying thank you to Jesus. Lord Jesus, just thank you for that incredible act of love that changed the world forever, that has meant that we can live free, 
forgiven and are enter into eternal life with you. I pray for anyone this morning who hasn't responded to that love, that this might be an opportunity to say, yes, I want to know. I want to know that relationship with Jesus. And Lord, we just come with thankful hearts as we've heard a reminder this morning that you are love, that you are patient with us. You, you love endures forever. All those things that we've heard about your love this morning, we just respond to you and say thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've not responded and got a relationship with Jesus, I, I would encourage you to come and talk to Adrian, myself, or maybe Jordan and Leanne this morning, or Joanne, as she, as she shared, before we take communion. Because um, this, is, this is important. This is a holy time of saying thank you. Uh, as the guys lead us in worship, let me encourage you, just um, maybe from the front towards the back, just come each side, take communion, and then take your seats again. That'd be great. Amen.